Hey everybody, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. Oh, the Garrett. delay. The delay, nah, my I'm man. Good. This is so many sequels. Uh, you caught him off guard. You just went right into it. Well, you know what? If you just kind of comprehend words, you can figure it out. What are those? Yeah. Sure, it's not an internet delay? What are those? I'm per- With Andrew, it's certainly not. It is a human delay. <laughs> Um, he's got that fancy new computer now. It's all it's true. Clear. Look at him. He's, he's not an eight bit Mario character. Seeing the rest of us up. Um, well, we are wrapping up Halloween, uh, or as we have now dubbed it. Uh, David, do you want to say it? You came up with it. Oh, so many scares! So many scares. The month of so many scares is yes. ending now. Um, We've had this is this is really a bonus episode because we um, just felt like it. Um, we've brought you this month. I know what you did last summer. Identity, mm-hmm. the thing, um, the frighteners, and now the Conjuring. Because we needed one really scary movie in this block, and dang it, we were gonna make it happen. Uh, because yeah. if you were with good. if you were with us last week, it was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. What are y'all yeah. talking about? It was not as beloved as I think that we need to if we so we've done three different versions of so many scares. Um it's true. And I think that if we do this one again, we need to initiate a veto power. <laughs> because the wheel suggestions were not that great, folks. They were hey, not that great. I thought it was a pretty good collection of movies we watched, and then we got like I a really know. scary movie at the end. You know, I thought I thought well, that the got, movies were okay for the most part, but they were definitely not scary. Who says it has no. to be scary? So many scares says that it has to be. So scary. many scares implies that around on me real fast. <laughs> we, didn't you? Yeah, I it slave was over a name generating machine. Easy. No, it's it just listen. Brain. I hope what other people out there in the world have had a better experience watching Halloween horror movies than the rest of us. Because yeah. I have I have been struggling to find a good movie that I haven't seen yeah. already. Um, you know, we've been watching a lot of movies that are new to us or new in general, and just most of them have not been that good. No, um, and it's frustrating because I so one for the last two years I've watched I try to watch thirty one horror horror. I put that in quotations because I have not found any this year. Um, try to watch thirty one horror movies for October, and this year has been bad. Uh, all the movies that I try to watch have not been scary. There's been two oh. that I can think of that have been good. That's it. Oh. Just two of the twenty. I really have to deep dive watched. into some. Into some. We took some. We took some questions today on Instagram, uh, and I got a couple scary movies. I'll read out here later. We'll talk about uh, okay. the scariest movies we've ever seen. But you know, today mm. we have uh, a movie that uh, freaked all of us quite literally the hell out. Yeah, so The Conjuring, um, directed by now pretty much famed horror director James Wan. Uh, he brought, he's the co-creator of the Saw franchise, uh, Insidious, and this Conjuring universe, this being the first movie in, in that universe. Um, the Conjuring came out in 2013. It is based on true events, if you believe them. Uh, but they did happen as they were told. <laughs> um, the the people in the movie 
at least the two paranormal investigators in the movie are are real people. Um, the the story featured the family; those are real people. I don't know if they changed their names or not, but uh, all of this happened allegedly. <laughs> um, it's a haunted house story, classic haunted house tale about um, a family in uh, sometime in the 1970s, I believe, the early 70s. They have um, moved into a new home um, that's a bit of a fixer-upper. They've got a big family. A How many kids did they have? Like five? Five kids, oh. and this house was a dump. Fixer-upper. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to be nice. It's a bit of a fixer-upper. was gross. I mean, they I got mean, into the basement, and it was just covered in junk. Well, it was also on cursed land, but that's beside I'm sure that knocked down the property value a little they bit. They did not get a preview of the home when they visited, apparently. They just no. bought it sight unseen. So weird things start happening. They call these paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, to come out and um, help them figure out what's going on with the ghosts in this house and things get silly. So I was the only one silly. who was I was the only one who've seen this, who saw this movie prior to um, watching it for this show. Um, it scared the pants off me back in 2013, and it scared the pants off me all over again this time. You actually found your those old pants. This then time. my same, the same old pants were there. Yeah. Yep. First um, time you watched this, were you? Did you watch it at the same AMC theater? Did you watch it? At, like, oh, I Star doubt it. I probably watched it at a Cinemark. Oh. I would imagine. Back when, yeah, I, probably. I don't really remember. I don't even remember if I saw it with anyone or if I was by myself or any of the circumstances. I just remember being terrified. Yeah, you and, didn't take me. You know, we were no, friends I back then. No. That's true. Well, uh, I think uh, I was right not to take you. <laughs> I think I, I held up pretty well. I was probably right not to go with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, it, didn't you think I held up well? I was sitting right next to you. That's true. Well, besides the one, at least one time when you punched the chair, <laughs> it was pretty good. That was a visceral moment. It was. I don't even remember what moment it is. Maybe you do. But, um, I don't know if I do or not. I think it was when, uh, when uh, Annabelle was in the chair with the lady. Oh, yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. And then they turned, Annabelle's face turned around. Well, I don't want to... I don't want to spend too much time giving my first impression because my first impression doesn't exist. I already, I've already seen it. I really love this movie. I think it's really good. I think it held up after a second viewing uh, several years later. I think it really is like a modern classic in terms of, uh, of these ghost-type horror movies. Um, this, the scares continue because it's not one of those movies that really relies on jump scares too much. There's a lot of dread and tension that builds up. And that's the kind of stuff that will get you a second and third time because mm. it's, it's the, it's the um, atmosphere it creates. So I think it's a great movie. The performances are great. Um, I love it. Everyone else had seen it for the first time. So who wants to go next? Let's go to Garrett. Garrett, what did you Let's think? Let's go to Garrett. Let's get Garrett, Garrett never, on the phone. Garrett never goes first. We got a caller from the room down the hall. Go ahead. Garrett and Biloxi, go ahead. So <clears throat> I've never I've never been a scary movie person. I don't like to be scared. Mr. Um, watching 31 in, hour movies. Well, so it's interesting. That's what I was gonna say. I know, I know, it's weird. 
I understand because I, I, I up until this these last few years, that's never been the case. Yeah, you complicated. <laughs> I like a select few types of horror movies. I like slasher films, and I like. I mean, it's basically a slasher film, but I like movies like Saw. Um, I can handle those. What I can't handle are ghosts and paranormal and that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Because I know that when this movie ends, uh, I'm not going to be in, or when a, when a slasher movie film ends or a movie like Saw ends, I know that I'm not going to be dead and that I'm not going to be in pain. But I can't guarantee that when I leave a movie about ghosts, I'm not going to walk out being haunted. Yeah. I can't guarantee that. Well, I'm like 97% sure, but I cannot 100% guarantee that it won't happen. It's a fair point. You go outside in the dark. That's what it's, it's just anything can happen. And I don't like it. And it bothers me. Uh, the sixth sense messed me up as a kid and never got over it. So, uh, I watched a lot of this movie, uh, through the mesh of a neck mask that I pulled up all the way over my face. Did you actually pull it up? Oh yeah. I yeah, couldn't see you. You're on the other side. Without it. question. Weak. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, hundred percent. Listen, I have a long, I watched this with my entire my, eyes. No, I have long said that I have a trick when I watch scary movies to seem tough, but it's just that I simply cross my eyes. Um, <laughs> I cross my eyes because it looks like I'm looking at the screen, but everything is blurred. And so I can't, gen- I can't actually see anything, but it looks like right. I'm looking. Um, but this time I was like, I'm just, I know what's going to happen. So anytime I just pull it up, but I liked the movie. I have, I have a thing about. <clears throat> sounded great. Basically this kind of a movie. Basically, this kind of a movie builds on itself. A lot of uh, horror movies if done right are basically like stop and go, but it mm-hmm. builds each time. And so this movie, again, while it doesn't have a lot of jump scares, it, it builds and it builds, and then there's a little thing. And it may not be as scary as you think, but that build is there. And then if, they, if it's done right, each build is scarier than the next. And this movie does a really good job of building upon itself until you get to that end, whenever it's like, oh my God, I don't like what is happening. Why is she upside down? Why did she fall on her head, basically? Like, I just, no, 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 no. And, and it's, just, it's just creepy. And, and it really depends on the scare that a movie's trying to deliver. If it's trying to terrify you, they will give you something incredibly scary at the beginning. And then they have to build on that. Um, but movies like this, they just want to get under your skin. And, and I get frustrated with myself, not the movie, because as scared as I was, I walked away thinking it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. But that's because I had my face hit most of the time. So I, there's one scene that stands out in particular. Um, David, you and, well, all of you can answer my question, but there is a scene where one of their daughters looks in, uh, the door opens. Is there anything there or is it just a void? Because even though I could see through the mask, it was still blurry. And so I don't even know if that moment when she was screaming and freaking out, if there was actually something there, if it was just a black uh, outside and she was seeing something in her own mind. Which part are you talking about exactly? The part where, where, oh, she, where, where something's behind the door, remember? She's yeah, yeah. underneath oh. the bed, and yeah, then she yeah, sees yeah. the thing in the, behind the door. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't see anything. I, don't I think... was looking and trying to find it, because she's freaking no. out about it. And I'm like, yeah. hey, is it? Because I don't want it to surprise me when it moves. Yes. You know? and, and that's the difference between this movie and another movie, because 
another movie that's trying to terrify you would have given you that jump scare. Whereas this movie is going for a more subtle uh, uh, dread is a good word for it, where like nothing really happens, but something could happen. And that could is just as scary as giving it to me for a different reason. And so that's what I wasn't sure. And so a lot of times I miss some of those things and I walk away from the movie going, well, I don't know if anything actually happened or not because I didn't see it because I was scared. Oh, yeah. It was good. Right. It was very next. good. I'll let you go next, Andrew. Well, <laughs> so <Nerd>. there I was <laughs> sitting in the movie theater, and I was all by myself for a little bit, about 15 minutes in, as somebody else came in. So I wasn't totally alone. Who but shows up to movies? Are you sure that it was a real person? Oh, uh, yeah, because he spilt popcorn everywhere. That ghost can be clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, but anyway. This ghost I was, was knocking over crucifixes left and right. <laughs> I was legit terrified from about 30 minutes on. and And I will say that, like, I I'm with Garrett when I when I say that I am not a big horror fan. I'm not a big scary movie guy. I if if you were to ask me a few years ago, like what I've thought about like modern horror, like what it was then, I would have said it's kind of laughable because it's like it's it's all about blood and gore, and it's like that that to me is not scary. Like blood and gore to me is not scary. Like if you wanted to, if if you want a scary movie you got to have something that gets under your skin like yeah you got to have something that actually affects you in some way like like in like like terrify you like get get down to your core Mm -hmm. this was one of those movies i will say and this was one of those movies that like there were times when i was legit terrified and I was, I, there were times when I was watching it through the webbings of my fingers. Like I was doing this several times. I'm like, what's going to happen? I would, I would cover my ears to make sure I wouldn't like completely terrified by the jump scares. There was only a couple, but a couple didn't matter because the entire thing was just, was, was so, uh, tense. I did bring my rosary. <clears throat> I did bring my rosary, and I had it with me the entire time. And I, w- I will say this: as scary as it was, as scary as it was, I actually thought it was really good. I thought it was very good, and I thought it was. A definite, like it was a definite effort. Like it definitely has its. It definitely still has its staying power. It definitely still has the. Um, sorry, I got something caught in my throat. Uh, it definitely still has like, like everything, like like everything you could want out of a out of a horror film, mm-hmm. and without a lot of blood and guts. And I think that's what's most powerful about it. That's why I really enjoyed this movie. I did not like being scared, but at the same time, it's like 
you kind of kind of take the good with the bad, I guess. Would I watch it again? I don't Absolutely. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half stars. <laughs> but um, that's that's what I got to say about it. <clears throat> um, so to continue the theme, but even I feel like more so. Uh, your boy right here does not enjoy horror movies at all. Like Josh posed the question to his uh, Instagram followers, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? And I had to reach. I actually went down. I went to Letterboxd, and I went just searched the horror genre, and I just went down for pages and pages trying to find horror movies I had seen. And I was like, I'm either going to have to say the only four that we've watched as a group, which is uh, It, Happy Death Day, or The Conjuring. I'm going to have to say one of those. I looked at it, and I was like, Legit, the only other horror movie I've actually like seen, I've seen the movie Scream, and I've seen Jaws. And I was like, Jaws to me was scarier than Scream. Like Scream scared me, but Jaws, I didn't like legit want to go in the water. So I think in general, I just don't like to see like good people get victimized. Like I've always like just struggled with that. I it's why I never liked Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I don't like certain episodes of The Twilight Zone just because they make me feel sad and bad and scared. Uh, but I'll tell you what. This movie, we're going to get into, uh, you know, we, we mentioned a few things. We're going to get into real spoiler territory now. So if you, if you haven't seen The Conjuring, please go watch it. You will be scared, but you will enjoy it. This has been, in my opinion, the best movie that I've ever seen. The best horror movie I've, never see, I've ever seen in which nobody dies. There's one death that you can give, and that's the dog Sadie towards the beginning. But in terms of the, the, the principal human characters, there's not one death in this movie, and it's still scarier than hell the entire time. Uh, a, a, in my opinion, this movie wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but it, it was terrifying, but I found it to be such a good story that I was really invested in it. So like I was, I was really rooting for this family. I was rooting for the couple that came in to help them. And I was genuinely concerned for everybody. So I was like, I feel like I had an emotional investment beyond just most movies. Like, like when we watched, uh, I know what you did last summer. I didn't give a crap about any of them. So like, even when something genuinely did spook me or scare me, it was like, yeah, but you know, good riddance. These people, I wanted these kids. I felt so bad for these kids, these little girls. I felt so bad for the mom. I felt bad for the dad. There was a moment where I was genuinely concerned. I think Josh knew too, or Josh felt this too. So there's a scene in the movie where um, the dad goes out of town and the mom is like following a noise through the house. And then all of a sudden in this loud crash, all of their pictures fall off the, off the walls and down the stairs. And she goes out to look and I went, the dad went, I went, oh my God, the dad's not home. The dad's not home. So like, there's like, I'm not saying like the dad was going to be able to like stop anything, but like, there's nothing. She's not going to be able to explain this. And he's going to be like, hun, what are you talking about? Like, I was so worried for how she was going to come across trying to describe what happened. Yeah. And, and I was, and I was concerned for her safety. In well, and in, Yeah. In that scene, she was trapped. She was locked in the basement. Mm-hmm. So there were no adults to help the kids. Yeah. The kids were, the kids, kids were stranded. She's stranded. You know, like it, I just felt genuinely uh, sick for them. 
but it was really good. I, I felt like the story unfolded in such a natural way. The way they were intercutting at the beginning made for the story to like have a really organic feel because it would cut back and forth between what was happening to them and the couple who were teaching classes about these hauntings and, and these possessions and stuff. And so you were getting like information, you were getting exposition in a way that didn't felt feel forced. So that was really cool. Um, <laughs> I started off super nervous. I think Josh, you may remember they, uh, the movie started with the logos and there was this loud music that went blah. And then there was like a bit of a pause and then it went blah, like even louder. And I just went, all right, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Big yeah. scary music. We get it. All right. Just knock it off. And then, uh, uh, Annabelle was terrifying. She's uh, kind of a, a small bit of this movie, but you can tell they were planting a seed there. They had ideas for stuff they could do with Annabelle. And um, yeah, I, I think this would arguably of the movies I have seen of the under 10 horror movies I've ever seen. This might <laughs> be the best horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> what I really enjoyed as you get more into the unpacking of it is that they gave you a little bit of a, a misdirection. Um, you had the youngest daughter who was sleepwalking and like banging her head on the window and that's just a creepy thing. You had the other daughter who was seeing things um, and, and stuff was happening to her. Uh, her legs would get pulled at night and the, the sheets would come off her bed. Um, and I thought something was going to happen to those two. Never, ever did they hint until it happened that the mom was going to be the one that got got. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, to me, was really surprising. Um, I did not see that coming whatsoever. And so when, when she got the exorcism, I was like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? And then uh, when you had that moment of you thought everything was okay, the videographer guy or the, the helper of the Warrens found the little girl and she was like, she's under the table. And then the mom went and I crawled away and I went, nope. And the thing went back up and I was like, I'm just going to live here. So they, they, that's when you, that's what, that was the client. I mean, a good, a good, in my opinion, a good horror movie like this, the one that slow builds, the payoff is at the end. Um, and they did a good job of giving it. Yeah, um, what I want to say is like I, I think this is a great example, great example of like a character build because yeah, like everyone in this movie is there's everyone in this movie is like is sympathetic, like everyone you can kind of relate to, and everyone you you you, have, you develop a sense of pathos for because they've all done nothing wrong. I mean, I don't know what like. I don't know what the family is. I don't know what the family's name is, but, uh, but uh, like they're just a working class family who just, ha just so happened to move into this terrifying house. And the two, uh, the two exorcists or, you know, whatever were there. Paranormal investigators. They're technically not authorized to perform exorcisms. You may remember. Gotcha. Yeah, they might, uh, some might have to do it out of necessity. Yeah. Demonologists or kooks are also acceptable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the two paranormal investigators were people who were just wanting to help out. They were, they were desperately trying to find out what was going on. And after a while you get to, uh, you get to know them a little bit 
and it develops into something really nice. And you can see the relationship build between them and the family. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's no longer like, like you all are not hiding like deep secrets. No, y'all are just in a really shitty house yeah. and it's trying to kill you or at least take you over. And they know that, that, that something's up. And what's, what I, I, I like what you said earlier, David, that nobody died in this. No, I mean, nobody, no, I mean, nobody died. Like you see, you see an on-screen death. No, what the principal you... actor is dying. I mean, even the even like the 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 sheriff's deputy or the sheriff, I can't remember which he is, that comes in. He gets attacked. Yeah, he, he gets his face bitten. Doesn't die. The the videographer that that uh, or student that Garrett was talking about, he makes it. Everybody other than other than Sadie the dog and obviously the ghosts who were killed a long time ago. That's true. No one, none of the principal characters or actors die in this movie, and that's right. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. No, 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 that's fine. Um, no, but like that's that's just my that's just my point is like uh you you get a sense of pathos and you really you really try to like understand like like where they are where they what they're coming from i guess the dad was a truck driver i mean he was a working class and and they just got caught up in this supernatural phenomena and what pay what you get out of this is is like truly terrifying stuff like it's truly terrifying i will say that having not seen a lot of horror films myself i would venture to say this is probably the best horror film i've ever seen and i will say that because like is it the scariest movie i've ever seen no but it's pretty damn close so what is the like david brought it up what is the scariest movie y'all have ever seen i'm curious I said I, uh, I thought initially like I would I would venture to say like Paranormal Activity, like that was that to me that was a legit scary movie like that was absolutely terrifying. We sucks. Um, the other the other movie I would say that really scared the bejesus out of me was The Sixth Sense, and also The Blair Witch Project. Josh, do you have a scariest movie? I'm really tempted to say it is this one. Really? Um, yeah. Have you seen I've any seen other ones in this franchise? A couple, yeah. Oh, Not okay. all of them. I would like to see more. Um, you know, <sighs> there are movies out there that have disturbed me more without maybe so much of a constant scare. Like, I'm pretty pretty constantly scared throughout The Conjuring. And then I think of other recent movies like, like Hereditary, where I am mostly heavily disturbed. Yeah. And... I've heard about they're, that. They're both completely separate feelings that both go with horror to me. Um... And then, yes, yeah, Andrew said the Blair Witch Project. That movie is is really terrifying. Um, yeah, there's a lot of scary movies out there, but this one is one of the scarier ones to me. I think uh, there's something scary. about the possession 
Possession scares me. Spirits scare me quite a bit. Um, and when they're particularly violent possessions, it very much scares me. And then, like, the super factor is if you even tell me this might be remotely true, I'm done. Gear, what about you? It's, uh, the sixth sense will always be oh, yeah, the yeah. scariest one for me. I saw it when I was like 10. Um, I knew that it was going to be scary, but I didn't really know what I was getting into at the time. And again, very jumpy person in general for the most part. Um, and I just remember watching most of that movie with eyes, like hands just pressed into my eyes and thumbs completely jammed into my ears. Um, I went with a friend and his mom was with us and she was like, are you okay? Like, they're just talking. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I was not okay. And I'm going to throw another one out there. It's not like super scary, but it is, it is, uh, the visit, which I think is a little underrated. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Um, I think that it is very creepy. Um, Josh, you and I went and saw it with a friend of ours. What several years ago, whenever it came out, and there was a moment where you and I don't want to spoil this one since we're not reviewing it, but there's a part in this movie where something happens, and in the movie theater, you jumped up and just put your feet on the seat because you didn't want them dangling over the emptiness of the chair. Somebody and, might have grabbed my feet. Yep, it was a very scary movie. Um, but the sixth sense will always be. And paranormal activity also scared the crap out of me to this day. I've never seen the end whenever she lunges at the camera. I just can't. Oh, really? Yep. Can't do yeah. it. That's the only good part of the movie. Uh, for me, it has to be uh, The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis are scared. Hills were alive. What can I say? The hills were alive. Um, the hills had no, eyes. For real. Um, so this isn't really like a, a horror movie answer, but a movie that irrevocably um, scared me for a long time. And like, I couldn't, I had a hard time shaking it um, was Titanic. Um, that's not a movie that's like meant, I think obviously as a horror movie, obviously my takeaway watching it at nine or 10 years old was not, Oh, what a great romantic story about people overcoming a natural disaster. My takeaway was, Oh my God, I don't want to die in icy cold water. I was terrified <laughs> of drowning I was terrified of freezing to death in water, which I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could be so cold in water that you turn into an icicle, essentially. Um, There's a scene in the movie Titanic where a dad is running down a hallway with his son, and they cross by Leo and Kate Winslet, and then like 40 seconds later, you see them get washed down the same hallway by a mountain of water, like, and the dad's like holding the son as they like scurry by, and like later they come across their bodies just floating in the water that terrified me at 10 years old that was like the scariest thing i'd ever seen i couldn't watch most of that movie because i was so afraid of all the drowning scenes um so yeah i i i don't have a lot of the horror experience uh jaws really scared me as a kid too um yeah i mean that's that's scary movies for me um i actually uh, fielded some questions from instagram about scary movies people saw and i didn't hear any of us say these ones so I'll read these out. Um, I've heard of this. Um, uh, NY, NYT Sud, who uh, follows us on Instagram, he said, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever heard of this movie? Yes. It's a movie yeah. so dark. that I don't think it was allowed to be released in theaters, or if it, if it was, it was like it was like worse than NC-17. It was like the only non-porn to get like a triple X rating. 
Uh, so let me let me tell you a little story about that. About oh, go that ahead, movie. Andrew. So Cannibal Holocaust has been banned in many countries. And what's worse about it is this, is that when the movie was released, because it's it was made by Italians. It was made by the uh, by an Italian director named Ruggiero Diodato. Mm-hmm. He, up, like, no they actually arrested him for the movie. Wow. And they, they arrested him on charges of murder. Like, because they thought that the people in the movie that were, the people who in the movie were getting killed... They, because of like the gruesomeness of the film itself, they really thought those people were getting killed, and they held him in jail until he could produce those people. And well, I like, believe it's a found late, footage film, right? It's a found footage film. It's like so they it's took like, it for they took it for what it was. Yeah, they took okay, it for like, what it, it was. Came across like a snuff film. Yeah. How and old they, is this movie, it, Andrew? Uh, Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's old enough that this was like graphically uh, uh, groundbreaking. Like, it's I've never yeah. seen it, but I have read about it. I I I, I uh, I've heard about it from somebody. I can't remember where I heard about it from. Might have been back it, from the old Spill dot com days, and it was just, sounds really awful. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not for the faint of heart because like it not only does it depict like graphic like graphic violence, it it's one of the things they do in it. And one of the things that gets like censorship in it, like on the DVD, I remember watching the DVD. They said in the very beginning, like, we want to tell you all right now that this movie is incredibly graphic. Uh, We hear at so-and-so studios don't believe in censorship, but we want to tell you there are things here that we don't agree with, but we're doing this for the sake of release for the sake of releasing, uh, free speech yeah the artist's vision because like, yeah. what they do is because what they do is in the movie and you actually see it is that they kill animals they kill like seven animals like for real which is bad enough yeah so um there were animals harmed in the making of that movie there were animals harmed in the making of it and it's pretty bad yeah <laughs> i will next, say that. sorry Next from Caden Coleman, he uh, he said Pet Cemetery. He didn't he didn't specify the the remake or the nineteen eighty nine Pet Cemetery, but either way, those are pretty creepy movies. Uh, and then our good uh, friend Quinn Blakely, he suggested Midsummer mm. or Midsummer. I don't know how it's pronounced. That uh, movie he, is whoa. is pretty pretty good. He claimed that movie pretty ended good. one of his relationships. <laughs> and then uh, wow. to round it out, which sounds like something that would happen to Quinn. Uh, to round it out, my wife uh, threw in uh, Silent Hill, which I've never seen, but I have uh, watched somebody play the video game. Hey, video Silent games Hill's, count too. Uh, uh, Silent Hill uh, is is Silent Hill fairly well. I don't know. Is that a, is that a video game movie people like? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's a video game. I don't know. I don't know much about the movie. Never seen it. <laughs> but so there you go. There's some. There's some. 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 Uh, uh, from our our adoring audience. You guys have like a favorite horror movie? One that you go back to whenever you are just wanting to be scared? No. <laughs> I didn't figure you did. Um, no. I, I will say Alien. Okay. Alien or Aliens? Alien, the first one. Okay. The, the first one still has staying power. And Aliens is just, is just really entertaining. So the first two Alien movies are great. 
but alien is my like my alien is like my go-to horror film for when i do want to be scared sure yeah i think i think my i'm gonna i'm gonna pick two and they are they are scream and halloween i could rewatch those movies any time of year honestly halloween you know, Halloween, I've never seen it before we did uh, the series three years ago or however long ago it was now. Um, and they were really impressive. Um, so I, I, would, I would agree that I think the first one and then the remake um, are fantastic. For me, though, the top one for me is Saw. Um, that movie I just love so much. You're um, going to say season, season of the Witch. No. <laughs> Hey, you know what? That one's good. And I don't Only three seasons of The Witch is a good one, movie. Halloween series is good. Yeah, that was the second best one that we watched outside of the new ones. Is that the one where they're like in the future and they all have like weird like masks they had to put on to make them yeah. communicate weird? Well, they weren't in the future. Maybe. Maybe uh, Andrew did not like it, but he was wrong. Uh, but no, for me, Saw is the, the often is. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> the first three Saws are like a perfect horror trilogy to me and then they just kept going. Um, but I can I can watch it. I do watch at least I watch Saw every year. One more I can throw out. Sorry, one more Go I ahead. can throw out is Twenty Eight Days Later. Ooh. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Twenty Eight Days Later is a pretty good movie. Background, my dog is like crunching food like very loudly. Crunchy crunchy, hungry oh. puppy. I also if uh, did, anything did else to say about the con. No, I don't have anything else to say. It's scary. It's good. Go see it if you haven't. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, I like it a lot. I really like the characters. Um, I hope we do The Conjuring 2 and 3 someday. You know, I was going to suggest if, if we're open to the idea, we could just do that for November. Like, Why not? Well, the third one doesn't come out till next year, thanks to coronavirus, Oh, the third one actually released yet? It was supposed oh. to come out this year, and it would have been perfect, but... Next year, maybe. You see how well I pay attention to the Conjuring franchise. Clearly. Well, I mean, I we could do. Either. All right. We, we could do like the Conjuring two, and then Annabelle. All right. All right. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the box office stats then? Yes. 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 All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, the Conjuring debuted, like Josh said, way back in 2013 on July 19th. Uh, the Conjuring actually opened in the number one spot with $41.8 million. It was the highest grossing movie of the weekend. I'll tell you right now, this sounds like an awful weekend to go see movies overall, um, in my opinion. Um, at number five that weekend, you had uh, Red 2. <laughs> Red 2 was your number five movie of the week, bringing in $18 million. At number two, this podcast group's favorite comedy sequel it's grown-ups too <laughs> trash uh at number three do you guys remember this turbo no this was a movie that was a snail that wanted to race yeah oh yeah turbo and at number two despicable me too wow brought in 24 million in its third week so good movie you like despicable me too i do Oh, well, there you go. Fun. I did not know that about Andrew. But sounds like a rough weekend. So uh, uh, Conjuring would go on to round, uh, round up about $137.4 million in the United States. Uh, it managed to conjure up $182 million internationally. 
bringing its worldwide total to $319.4 million worldwide. Pretty good uh, overall numbers. If you go to uh, the year in review for that year, uh, let's find the Conjuring here. Conjuring finished in the number 19 spot for 2013. Pretty good for a brand new horror franchise. Uh, it finished with $137 million, like I said, right behind The Great Gatsby at number 18, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, brought in $144 million. And then uh, your number one movie for 2013, which we have not seen yet uh, as a part of this show, but we might one day, is The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Ooh. I believe Josh has The Hunger Games uh, 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 as one of his pet movies that's on the wheel right now. Uh, or did we, we or did we erase that? I can't remember. Well, we erased it for Halloween, and I haven't reset it yet, so I'll have to do that. So uh, number two, we actually have watched this movie just this year. Number two, bringing in four hundred and nine million is Iron Man three. At number three, uh, one of Disney's biggest movies of the last uh, decade, Frozen, uh, finishes in number three spot with four hundred million even. At number four, the aforementioned Andrews. Uh, big fan of this one. Despicable Me 2 brought in $368 million total. And at number five, Man of Steel finished with $291 million at the box office. Um, so there's your, your highest grossing original film, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, is Frozen there. Um, although that could be considered an adaptation of uh, The Snow Queen. So you might give it to the number six movie to your Gravity. Uh, your highest grossing non-sequel would be Frozen. Uh, anyway, so that is your uh, box office stats for The Conjuring. Again, a pretty good finish overall. High finish of 19, uh, which is big for horror. And uh, The Conjuring may have had a big part in this sort of uh, 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 string of blockbuster horror movies that we've had because uh, movies like It had a huge finish as well. Um, you can go check out that podcast as well. I didn't do my normal thing of going through and seeing what other 2013 movies we've seen. But I can tell you, we saw it. We watched Iron Man 3 this year. So go back and listen to our Iron Man podcast if you're a big MCU fan. Yeah, okay. please do. I won the Letterbox game last week as well, so I will move on. The Conjuring, directed by James Wan, has been reviewed by, let's see here, uh, 165,000 people on Letterboxd. What is its overall score between, I, I don't know what the lowest you can go, in, go on here, but I'm going to say point. Five and 5.0. Who has the most wins? Out of right the now? Out of the yeah. three of you guys, Josh has the most wins. It's always Josh. Josh has 10 wins. Garrett has seven. Andrew has five. All right, I'm so Andrew goes first. first. Andrew gets a big pick. Yeah, Andrew? I would say... Four point one. Four point one. Big numbers out there. Big guess. Garrett. I'm not gonna go as high as that. I'm gonna go three six is my number. Three point six from Garrett, a four point one from Andrew. Uh, we didn't mention the good performances in this movie. Patrick Wilson, I thought, was a real standout. Ron Livingston, very good as well. Mackenzie yes. Foy uh, as well. They were all very good in this movie. Josh. The leader of uh, the Letterbox game so far, right now. What is your guess? Can Josh make it eleven victories on the year? I do think that Andrew went too high. Unfortunately, 
because I believe it is deserve. I deserve it is. I believe it is deserving of being high. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I have found that on Letterbox, it's hard to get horror movies really high up there um, because they That's are. True, but people have various reasons for how they rate things, but it seems as though horror movies are pretty divisive. That can be true, but as you may remember, uh, The Thing, which we reviewed a few weeks ago, that had a 4.2. It's true. It did. It's not impossible. Uh, But I I also found that movie not scary. (laughs) Um, Andrew, are you sinking over there? What's going on? (laughs) I was wondering the same thing. What are you doing? (laughs) I just wanted to see what the bottom of my computer looked like right now. Sorry, audio (laughs) listeners, to bring attention into a visual thing, but Andrew looked like he was literally on a sinking ship there. His whole screen was turning. <laughs> I feel no, like... Oh my gosh. I feel like it might be closer to a three, so I'm going to pull a, a Price is Right and go one step under Garrett to a 3.5. So Josh is saying 3.5. Just in case. Garrett, you had 3.6, correct? Correct. And then Andrew had three had 4.1. So, uh, so if it's anywhere between, uh, 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 you know, like Josh, you've really, you've really boxed yourself out if it's between Garrett and Andrew. I don't think, I don't think it's between. I really feel um, like it's closer to three. So the winner of this week's Letterboxd game, oh, who will ultimately determine what we start with next year. That was the prize that um, I, I kind of pushed on everybody. But not uh, after this, right? We gave me any suggestions. The winner... Unfortunately, is Josh again. Nah! It's exactly 3.5. Oh, it was? Exactly. Josh hit it right on the head. It's 3.5 exactly. Like we okay. said, based on 165,000 reviews, um, the highest uh, category or the highest ranking, the, the most reviews go to the four-star. Most people give this movie four stars. Um, there are 47,000 four-star reviews, um, 34,000, three and a half. And thirty four thousand three stars. So I mean, this movie does have fourteen thousand five star reviews, and seven hundred ninety one people have put it in their top four movies. Wow! So there's a lot of love for the Conjuring franchise. I would have thought if I if I'd been the one guessing, I would have guessed probably a three point seven or a three point eight. So yeah, Josh probably would have won no matter what. But that's that for this week. Okay. What do we want to rank it? Yeah. What do we rank it? Oh, yeah, would, yeah. I'm sorry. Man, I was forgetting our own rankings. I would give it a 4.0. Oh, hang on. Let me get my calculator so I can average it out. Okay, we got one 4.0. I am uh, going to – now, this is my fault, and I will preface this, so I'm gonna, I will rewatch the movie at some point in time. Uh, but I'm going to give it a 3.5 only because I want to see it. <laughs> And because I was hidden for a lot of it, uh, I missed some things. So it's my fault. Uh, but based on what I saw, even though I know it's higher, I'm going to go with three and a half. Josh, you go ahead. Come back to me. Just like, hang on. Um, there is absolutely nothing I would change about this movie. I like it from start to finish. I have no critiques. So it is a five-star film for me. Nice. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree with Josh. Bye. 
Nice. For me, I think this was a five-star movie because I was trying to think, usually my difference between perfect and practically perfect, which is the four and a half and the five, is that there's some kind of little thing story-wise or performance-wise that stands out that kind of holds it back. And yeah, there's nothing really that gets in the way of the movie. There's no fat to trim. Everything about this movie, even the even the even the element that I could see people complaining about, which would be like the Annabelle tease that doesn't really go anywhere in this movie, I love it. I love that it's like a it's like a mystery of like, well, you know, is Annabelle is she real? Is she not? Is she is she alive? Is something possessing her now? I loved all of that. I actually think this is the first time I've walked away from a horror movie and said, "Wow, not only was that scary, but I was actually really." entertained and engrossed i loved it so yeah i would give this a five-star review as well yay, yay. well that makes us average out to a three, 4.375 which means we're going to rank this movie four and a half stars on the so many sequels letterboxd account sweet sweet that's cool yep I'm all fine right with that. well cool that wraps up I have a couple of things. I have a couple of things real quick before we fully wrap up. Um, I just want to plug that I was invited to be on another podcast uh, that is, I don't know when it's coming out, uh, but it's another movie-based podcast that some friends of mine have done. They're doing a horror series. Um, the podcast is called Slug, uh, Slugline. They had my, it's uh, two hosts, uh, Brian Dew and, oh, I don't remember the other gentleman's name, but they were great. Um, and there was you know, myself and another guest uh, that were just, talked about like what makes good horror what are some good horror uh films and, and things like that so you can check them out slug line that's cool. what they're slug line. is and that then, on uh, is that on anywhere you get your podcast yeah you can find it on uh anywhere podcasts are free <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah. yeah andrew we gotta start renting ourselves out here these guys they're they're, they're moonlighting on us well um <laughs> what was the second thing Oh, I was just going to talk about some of the how the horror movies that I've watched so far and, re- and give some oh. recommendations based on some good ones. So I've as of this recording, I've watched 22, 22 uh, horror movies. Uh, again, most of them have not been great. So I will only give you the good ones. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called Hashtag Alive, which is a Korean zombie movie. It's not super scary, but it is a very good zombie movie. Um, it's, it made me think of the current pandemic that we're currently in. Uh, so it was very, uh, very good. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, there's a movie called Maniac, which is a remake of a 1980 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not for the weak of stomach. Uh, Elijah Wood. I watched the, the remake. Elijah Wood is the, the main character, and it is told from his first-person perspective. Uh, but they do a really good job of when you see him. It's not just in, like, Reflections. It is, but it's, it, I don't know, it was different. It's hard to explain. You just have to watch it. Um, but the very first thing that you get is a scalping. And in a good horror movie genre, it just gets crazier from there. Uh, so it is, again, not for the weakest stomach, but it's very disturbing. It's very good. Uh, also, the Babysitter movies, both of them on Netflix, are a good, fun horror movie. Uh, very similar to Happy Death Day and, like, the vibe, not storytelling. And then uh, I Saw the Devil is another one that is painful to watch, but it is very good. It is also Korean, I believe. So those are the ones that I've come across so far. 
then I would recommend everything else of those other 22 movies are garbage. Except for like Hocus Pocus, but sometimes yeah. I walked by the TV and they were in fact garbage. Yeah, it was bad. It was rough. Wait, rough. horror is horror is kind of like from what I understand, box of chocolates. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. You know. Yeah. Well, what about the Frighteners? No. Yeah, that was one of your top. It has to be in your top fifteen. No, that was it's the, the worst. Of the it's movie. in the top. It's in the top twenty-two that I've watched. You know what we got to do this year, guys. By the way, we need to do a rank. I don't think it is in the top twenty-two because it's not a horror movie. It didn't even make the at list. At the end of the year, we need, the end of the year, we need to do a ranking of the series we did for the year. There's something we can do, yeah. Including, including the including the one-offs. Yep. All right. Well, All right. I think that wraps up this episode. Um, find us online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're one of the few souls who still are on Facebook, using it actively. Um, David, we and you and I talked about Facebook a little bit a couple days ago. Um, not really sure what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, um, if you if if you are listening to this podcast, if you're one of the group of people that listens, uh, you know, uh, interact with us on Facebook. You know, because we were looking at like we're posting stuff there, but it didn't really get much action. Uh, we really like Instagram. We really like uh, following news yeah. updates on Twitter. But man, Facebook, I don't know. It it's might have to dead. go. It's just dead. Um, so yeah, find us on Instagram and Twitter and you know what? Find us on TikTok too. Once I find the password, um, to remember how to get back into that account, maybe we'll start making more fun, fun funny videos there. And for now I you can wondered. enjoy the couple that are there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are some good Lord of the Rings themed ones. Yes. The beginning yes. Of the year. We gotta, we gotta get back on TikTok, um, and Letterboxd. <laughs> um, Subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get podcasts. And, of course, our YouTube channel. And um, you know what? We're on Twitch now, too. Oh, yeah. We haven't um, really gone haven't gotten to do much with it yet, but I'm hoping to start soon. So, basically, if there's a website that is some sort of social media, we probably have an account on it. So, follow us on it. Yeah. Just search and, so many sequels and yeah. you'll find it. Share the show with your friends. Send them, send them your, their favorite movies. Um, and have a great time listening, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, now I'm just rambling. Uh, the show is over. Have a happy Halloween. This, show, this episode is going to drop just before Halloween. So have a happy and safe Halloween. Um, I don't know how people are celebrating this year, but wear a mask like a real one. <laughs> and, yeah, that's it. Get that candy. Happy Halloween. What you made me do. Mm. Mm. From The Conjuring. Andrew was muted for that, so that, that clap that he did was, 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 was a... Let's go play hide and clap. <laughs> Andrew's still muted. You're still muted. You keep clapping for hide and clap, and it's not going to work. You can't hear me? No. No. Is anybody else hearing Andrew clap? No, no. I didn't hear it at all. Oh man, what a what a comedy of errors this is turning into.